Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Major changes are coming to how elections are handled in St. Joseph County. Commissioners Tuesday night voted that all responsibilities of the Voter Registration Board will now be handled by the county clerk's office. Two Republicans and two Democrats will report to the clerk for voter registration. It's a decision that took some time after ample input from the public. Some relieved it went through. Others aren't so sure. People had the misconception we were doing away with voter registration. Um, in the statute, that's kind of the wording, but we're not. It's just going to be under the county clerk. The vote was pushed back two weeks ago as some raised concerns over political party representation on the new board. After a change in language for the proposal, it's passed unanimously, eliminating four positions and putting two Republicans and two Democrats under the clerk who will also select them. Something that's kind of lost in all this is the voter registration uh, office doesn't have a lot to do at certain times of the year. Uh, So that's one of the reasons why uh, we feel that we can reduce the number of positions and also cross-train those people uh, so that in those down times uh, they can help with other duties. Despite the 50-50 split, some say they don't feel represented by the decision. It leaves out independence as well. Uh, We're vastly underrepresented in our government, and they've already made ballot access and hoops and hurdles for small parties to jump through to be able to be viable to vote for it. Other comments tonight, a lack of trust in the clerk's office by some Democrats who say they don't want the Republican clerk choosing who will represent them. But St. Joseph County Voter Registration Democratic Deputy Donna Hurley says she was 100% for the merger and has complete confidence in the clerk. Commissioner Baxmeyer says it's time to let the clerk do her job and build trust that way. Some details are still to come as budget and other logistic meetings will take place soon. WSVT 22's and Larie reporting. Indiana's Supreme Court this week declined to hear a challenge to the state's new abortion law until the Court of Appeals considers the case. In December, a lower court judge said the more restrictive law infringes on some people's religious beliefs. The ruling was in response to an American Civil Liberties Union suit back in September on behalf of Indiana citizens of Muslim, Jewish, and other religious beliefs who say abortion should be legal. The state Supreme Court has also heard a challenge by abortion providers in part claiming privacy violations. The new law is on hold while challenges are being heard. Unless and until the new law goes into effect, women can still get abortions in Indiana up to about 20 weeks of pregnancy. Former Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels this week announced he will not run for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by Mike Braun next year as he runs for governor. Daniels, who just stepped down as president of Purdue University, said of the race, and I quote, it's not just the job for me, not the town for me, and not the life I want to live at this point, close quote. Had he run, Republicans could have had a contentious primary, with Daniels facing strong Trump supporter Congressman Jim Banks. Banks remains the only declared candidate in the race. 
Some organizations in Michiana believe there's more to the story on why a recent South Bend Common Council meeting was canceled. The LaSalle Park Neighborhood Alliance Association, Black Lives Matter South Bend, and the Michiana Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression are calling for an investigation. A resolution for reparatory justice for African Americans in South Bend. Some hope to have seen it discussed by the Common Council twice now, both times canceled for a procedural failure. Some local organizations believe it's been avoided for other reasons. The resolution was originally supposed to be heard January 9th, but was taken off the agenda after the council says it wasn't properly filed. Two weeks later, it's back on the agenda, but the meeting's canceled again for procedure. Some local organizations say it's a trend. Councilman Henry Davis Jr. calls it a witch hunt. This problem arrived, uh, started some time ago. Clerk Jones' office has been um, cannibalized by the South Bend Common Council. Now the organizations are filing a formal complaint. Black Lives Matter South Bend says it outlines the process of events from its point of view, calling for an investigation. Its leaders say this issue can't be pushed off anymore. You know, we're facing severe challenges, particularly in the black community. We need resources, we need affordable housing, we need to know where the American Rescue Plan money is being spent. South Bend Common Council Attorney Bob Palmer tells me the reason for canceling that meeting was a failure by the clerk's office to send an email to the media ahead of it. He investigated and learned that notice was also not properly given of committee or council meetings. He says he, quote, immediately got on the phone with the public access counselor in Indianapolis, and he was, quote, informed that any meetings the council had on January 23rd would violate the open door law. WSBT 22's Anne Larie reporting. Mayor James Mueller has called for a special council meeting February 6th. Several broken traffic lights at busy intersections in downtown South Bend have drivers and pedestrians concerned. Drivers weren't seeing the stop signs on the ground, so lights were installed on the standing ones. They've been vital during early morning mass and school drop-off. When a car crashed into an electrical box last November, it knocked out the traffic lights and the street lights at North Hill and East LaSalle. Stop signs were added, but they weren't well lit. The pastor at St. Joseph Catholic Church says there have been some close calls. Before the um, new stop signs were put in that flashed, there was a, a car that ran an intersection as our masses were getting out, and one of our parishioners was hit um, with some debris from um, from that accident. I mean, she's she's okay, but that was pretty violent right as, you know, right as mass was getting out. Safety is a daily concern for students at a nearby elementary when school lets out. Parents at St. Joseph Grade School say because there's no crossing guard, drivers rush through the intersection. Two parents, who happen to be police officers, have stepped in to unofficially direct traffic. A spokesperson for South Bend says city engineers have ordered parts to fix the lights, but a supply chain shortage is delaying the repairs. What would normally take five to six months has taken six to 12 months. The city plans to have new signal poles installed by this April. The supply chain shortage has also impacted the four-way stop at Charles Martin Jr. and Colfax Avenue. City engineers will fix that when they fix the one at LaSalle Avenue and North Hill Street. WSBT 22's Paige Barnes reporting. The average cost of college has more than doubled in the past 20 years. This means a bachelor's degree could cost a student hundreds of thousands of dollars. But counselors, colleges, and financial aid experts all say there are ways to significantly cut your costs. Colleges and counselors keep telling us you shouldn't pay sticker price for college. That big price tag, that's what someone would pay if they received no financial aid. And there are ways to save money. It's just 
you know, breathtaking amounts of money that are left on the table. That's Chris Lowry from the Indiana Commission for Higher Education. Basically, the commission coordinates all the state's public colleges and universities and distributes student financial aid. I, I was speaking with a, a certain president of an institution not long ago. Even Lowry says right now there's money out there unclaimed that students in Indiana should be using to pay for college. And when you, you know, just sort of calculate the full sticker price, this president said, oh, and by the way, our actual average price is about 45% of that. So less than half of what a, a typical student would think. What he means is you shouldn't pay full price to go to college. Filling out the FAFSA is critically important. The FAFSA, or the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, allows you to be considered for federal student aid. And states and colleges use the info as well to give out their own grants, scholarships, and loans. A lot of students don't fill this out. Either they miss the deadline or they don't think they'll qualify for aid. Unfortunately, that is money missed. You know, we did some research and uh, students not filling that out just in Indiana and just on the federal Pell Grant, we believe are leaving an estimated $65 million a year on the table. 100%. Everybody should apply for financial aid. Lucas Mendoza is a college and career counselor at St. Joseph High School. About 90% of the students here end up going to college. Mendoza says all of them should fill out the FAFSA list the school on their FAFSA so that, that that particular college will get their information and start working on a financial aid package. And I think they do it that way so that when a student does find out that, yep, you're admitted, um, they get that letter and they can also get the financial aid letter that says, here's what we are offering you. Here's what we think we'd like to give you. Mendoza and other high school counselors say you can get even more money in financial aid, grants or scholarships by just picking up the phone. They can always reach out to a college, reach out to the financial aid office and just say, is there anything you can do? Is there anything extra or, or what, what can we do? Because here's the situation. Call them and tell them I have a 3.9 GPA and I want to commit to your school. What other scholarships do you have? Does your financial aid office have additional resources? And most schools will work with you. The rest of you are not. Okay. Clara Beppe helps students find financial aid and scholarships at Mishawaka High School. Is money being left on the table there because people just don't know about it? I think potentially yes, and that's a big part about what I do is bring awareness. Beppe says scholarships are also a good way to help bring down the cost of college. Those scholarships can come through the colleges and universities and within the local community. But students have to be willing to put in the time to apply. When it comes to scholarships, it is incredibly important that, that students and parents start early in this process. There are lots of opportunities out there, and so just finding finding them and then taking the time to apply. It never hurts to apply. But I do know the institutions have it available and frankly, they're proud of. Colleges and counselors say the reality is most college students will have to take out student loans. But there are ways to lower the cost significantly and ultimately still earn that degree. Sometimes the problem is just getting started. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. A 13-year-old may be old enough to see a PG-13 movie, but the U.S. Surgeon General says that's too young for kids to be using social media unsupervised. Social media's false sense of reality and constant scrolling can hurt kids this age, but local psychologists say it can be a positive thing with parent involvement. 
13 years old. It's an impressionable age when children are developing their identity and how they see the world, which is why the U.S. Surgeon General says kids this age and younger shouldn't be on social media. The skewed and often distorted environment of social media often does a disservice to many of those children. According to integrated behavioral health psychologist Gabrielle Poynton, your frontal lobe isn't fully developed at this age. That's the part of your brain that controls reasoning and decision-making. When we bring social media into the mix, many times what can happen is we could see things like impaired learning ability. We can see things like impaired attention, more distractibility. The constant negativity and comparison can also lead to low self-esteem, depression, and anxiety. And she says it can also be addicting. You're looking for those notifications. They pop up. You get that immediate hit of dopamine. Well, children are much more vulnerable at that. If that's all we're exposed to, we're going to have a much more negative view of ourselves, And that's really what we want to try to avoid. Poynton and pediatric psychologist Adele Kadju encourage parents to have ongoing conversations about the dangers of the Internet with their kids. And limiting their screen time can help them have a healthier experience on the platforms. And so we need to find better ways to help those social media platforms um, monitor their own content, but also as parents be responsible in helping our kids to experience the social media platforms in a more positive way. Poynton said social media can be helpful for children who have trouble forming in-person relationships, but they say therapy or counseling are great options for kids or teens needing help. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. It's something we know a lot about in Michiana, clearing snow off your car. But too many drivers do it incorrectly or not at all. That snow and ice can make it difficult for you to see, but it can also be a hazard to other vehicles as you're traveling on the road. Luckily, the steps are easy to help keep everyone safe. It's a common complaint for drivers in snowy states. Other drivers on the road not clearing the snow off their vehicle. So I hate it when people leave like all the snow on top of the, the roof because then it just blows everywhere. It's hard to see, right? Like it completely, well, when it's flying off of someone else's car and then it just like coats yours. So it's a distraction. It's actually against Michigan law, which states you cannot have any obstruction of vision while driving your vehicle. And that includes snow. It's something St. Joseph Public Safety Officer Jason Yonker says he sees in the winter months and has stopped people for in the past. We've had several accidents that may have been contributed to vision obstruction, people pulling out in front of someone, not seeing them. Uh, but, you know, it's possible. But having a vision obstruction, having snow on top of a car which could blow off and hit the vehicle behind them is also uh, uh, problematic for other drivers as well. And if you don't do it right, you could be looking at a citation and a $100 fine. Obviously, you want to get the windshield clean, the driver's side and passenger side front windows so you can see in intersections, and then just travel around the entire vehicle. Uh, the back of the vehicle is important. You always want to try to get the snow off your brake lights. Uh, your turn signals, and specifically your license plate as well. Officer Yonker says it doesn't matter if you use a snow brush or broom, whatever it takes to keep everyone safe. St. Joseph's Department of Public Safety also suggests giving your car some time to heat up before heading out. WSBT 22's Ann Lurie reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 